Welcome to the K-Pop Cast. I'm your host, Stephanie, and I'm joined by our K-Pop DJ and new dad, Pilo. Yes. Be sure to you know, watch the uh, debut of my new protege, Carson Xavier Lowe, a.k.a. CXL. Ooh, CXL! He's the main dancer, main rapper, main visual leader in Makne, so be sure to watch out for him. <laughs> and he's consuming my time. Right now, he's mastering, he's refining his vocals. Uh... Oh my gosh, when did you come up with all of this? <laughs> Anyways, today we'll be talking about one of the most anticipated comebacks of our K-pop chat. And that is none other than Momoland's Bam. Bam. Letting you know if this song is Daybok or not. But before we dive into that, first, our hit replays. Hit replays are songs that we hope you put on repeat or replay for the week. So, Peter, let's start off with you. What's making you hit replay? If you've been following me on Twitter, I acknowledge up front I was really late to the game on this one. But it's Taeyeon and her song, Something New. Okay, don't, don't even try <laughs> singing the melody, you Peter. You're gonna go to Carson's vocal coach. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Anyway, you have to play it with speakers which have a very strong bass. Because that bass delivers that chillax, funky vibes. It's so catchy. And it's got murder like delivering on that k-pop magic it's definitely yeah oh plenty of murder lots of murder what do you mean there's a spy like totally there's a spy oh in the video yes i was like are you do you mean to say that she killed it like she murdered that beat uh yes yes both those things Uh. yeah 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 absolutely (laughs) thank you for saving it yeah actually she came with several acts of murder like so she kills several people in the music video she totally kills Ah! the song as well so thank you stephanie yeah no problem anytime Alright, Stephanie, what's making you hit replay? Well, you just listed a song by a veteran, seasoned artist. But on the other hand, I'm introducing a debut of a brand new artist. And his name is Kim Dong Han. His debut song, Sunset, is just my style. And I like the visuals of the video and of him even better. He looks up to none other than Taemin yes. from Shiny. <laughs> yes. Who... <laughs> Is one of my main biases in recent years. And you can see the Taemin influence oh, yes. just spread all over, all throughout the video. From the shiny, silky, draped mm-hmm. shirts to the way he moves and dances yep. and his really intense, fake blue eyes staring into the camera. It's just Taemin, Taemin everywhere, all day. And in the absence of actual Taemin music, I guess I'll just have to be satisfied with Kim Dong Han. That's great. It's so funny because right before (laughs) I saw your note in our show notes today and you say that this was your hit replay and I said, oh, I know why you like this music video. It's like totally Taemin. And then I see in your notes now, baby Taemin. Okay, got it. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, I guess I'm that obvious. Well, hey, I don't think you're the only one. I think plenty of people share that boat with you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, 
right, so moving on to our Debak or Not. It's Momoland's Bam! in this music video, Stephanie, if you haven't seen it yet. What we have here is what seems to me to be a vast, far-reaching tour all around a Halloween costume store. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So basically, we see the girls putting on various cultural I, ooh, uh, I yeah, cringe to say that cultural costumes yeah right and traveling around to different destinations in the world for example they dress as fine French ladies in front of the Eiffel Tower nibbling on macaron we see them in traditional Korean hanbok doing calligraphy and then we have some ooh, how can I say more cringeworthy costumes of Egyptian Cleopatra like wear yeah. they have the Rice farmer hats, I suppose, trying to look uh, Chinese. Oh, I thought they were trying to do Vietnamese. Oh, Vietnamese? Yeah, oh, yeah, the you're right. Dresses. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm mixing them up. Did they have a China section? Probably. No. I'm just gonna Maybe. say probably. They went around. They went around to a lot of places, and they're they're being really playful and joking around with the props from the different cultures, and then having yeah. a lot of fun with it. So I, I from. The girl's point of view, I'm sure it was really fun to try on all those outfits and film the video. And it's very it's very colorful. Let's just say that. Yeah, and at least they didn't go into the adult section of the Halloween store. You know, like not Ooh. doing all those things in the adult theme party. Oh no, everything was very <laughs> wholesome. <laughs> yes, yes. Right. Family friendly. Right. Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, we hit it. Like, uh, you know, just like a lot of, you know, faux pas and, and Halloween costumes, which doesn't appreciate, rather it appropriates in some way. So our producer and East Coast member, Ariana, had some thoughts on uh, on the appropriation. Hey, everyone. I might be returning to be a bit of a killjoy here, but I thought it might be important to pop back in to address the use of cultural appropriation, which rears its ugly head in this video. So, we can state the most obvious and say that the choice to dress up one of the girls in a sombrero and fake mustache was a huge misstep. Oh, yeah. Not only is this a pretty racist image of a Mexican man, but it also does not make any sense in the context of the rest of the scene. Nope. There was no need to dress her as a man, and no one else in the scene is dressed particularly cultural to Mexico. That's right. Yeah. No one else dressed as men in any of the other scenes. Oh my god. The irony is that I don't think it could have been that difficult to find another way to represent Mexico or South America. Honestly, this was just lazy. Yep, that's exactly what it is. However, Mm. the biggest concern I have is the three ladies dressed as Egyptian women. Oh boy. This is much less about their clothes, which we could call simple costume, because it's not a cultural representation of modern Egyptians. What needs to be addressed was the choice to represent these women as much darker than all <gasps> of the other characters. No, they didn't. I wouldn't mm. go so far as to call it Middle Eastern version of blackface, Ooh. but there was a definite shift in lighting and or the makeup color for these girls. I didn't even notice that. Me neither. As a woman who is partially Middle Eastern and Central Asian, I was struck by how weirdly subtle this was. 
but how obvious its impact. This、mm-hmm. may not seem like much, but it's these small details that we let slip by where people start to feel a little emboldened to take more offensive steps. Ooh, that's so true. Occasionally, we might see a boy band member in dreads and think, okay, they're pushing it. Or Blackpink makes a very obvious allusion to Indian culture, and Jenny wears a bindi without understanding its religious meaning. And maybe we think, "Oh, girl, no." <laughs> oh, girl, <laughs> I miss you, Ariana. But then we get to videos like this and see some moderately more offensive images. And unless we acknowledge it's more obvious and the more subtle, this will continue. At the end of the day, BAM will not be the last or most offensive use of cultural appropriation in K-pop. But as we start to see bands make their way over to the states, we need to be vigilant in calling it out when we see it. As they become more global, maybe they will start to change. BAM, there you have、Night、it.、Job. No, that was, that was good. I, I'm glad Ariana was able to provide that because we always have to call it out whenever we do see it. And you know, shift the framework to how they can do it better. Like, okay, guys, you know, Namjoon, you know, he learned from it.、Mm-hmm. You know, he did something similar. But when you call them out, you know, it's not from a place of like you're a horrible person, no, but rather a like a place of love. Yeah, like what you did wasn't, you know, the best. <laughs> yeah. Like, and, and there are other ways you could have shown this or portrayed this, and. As they showed it, and Ariana calls it out directly, it was just lazy,、mm-hmm. you know, not not trying to go further. They're just like,、oh, okay, what's the stereotype that we can use to sort of showcase a different, you know, region or a different geography or a different culture? Exactly. Okay, that aside, was there a message or a meaning we can take from this music video? Yeah, yeah, I I think that the discussion of appropriation is actually a good segue into what the The message of the video seems to be. I refer back to our friend K-pop Junkie,、yep. who <laughs> who had some theories on this and let us know right away that it seems like the group's motto or saying is "fun to the world," which is <laughs> like a very K-pop saying.、Uh. Or I think it says that on the on the plane in the first part of the video, "fun to the world," and that might be what the group is trying to convey、yeah. through the video. Video. Mm-hmm. Like they're definitely trying to appeal to a global audience, and maybe they think that by showing all these different quote-unquote cultures and destinations in the video, that that might be a way to connect with different fans everywhere in、yeah. a fun way. Not sure they. Really hit that one out of the park. It, it's so funny like because, like you know, we've got the World Cup going on right now, and、yeah. you know, Korea like saved Mexico right from, by defeating、yep. Germany, and then you have like these Mexican fans ex- showcasing their love and appreciation for South Korea in all these different ways, and、uh, and that includes playing BTS on the radio, <laughs> which is great. But one way that was just so offensive, and it was just so funny. It's like, oh, that's not the right way to do it. Is they all did slanty eyes. It's like, oh, oh no, no! I I, I appreciate no, no, what you're、back. trying to、Retreat. do. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's not how you go global. That's not how you appreciate another culture. Yeah, we all make mistakes. Some worse than others. Some more public than others. But we all do it until someone calls us out or someone like lovingly pulls us aside. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. yeah, right. So in terms of what. The message of the video is: I think it is just to go around the world, travel, have fun with it. And one other thing is, at the very beginning of the video, 
the viewers get some instructions for a task they're supposed to complete. Interactive. Yeah, interactive. I was like, ooh. It says that you should find the four pieces of jewelry spread throughout the video or throughout the world. And then, you know, I, honestly, I didn't do the work to look for these myself, but K-pop junkie did <laughs> and identify where the gems are. So check out oh, his video if you want to. You want to okay. cheat? You yeah. want the cheat codes to that? Oh, there you go. But, yeah. <laughs> but it seems like maybe the music video is portraying this adventure around the world as a video game,、mm-hmm. and that makes it even more playful and not taking themselves too seriously, which I like. Yeah, I, I mean, this is what I love about K-pop: that a lot of times they do make fun of themselves and they don't take themselves too seriously. At the same time, we've got to call them out for you know where they screw it up in offensive ways.、Mm-hmm. But like, I, I get the spirit of the song and the nature of, of what they're going for. So, moving on to the choreo, I know Peter had some thoughts very early on about the shuffling. Yeah, like that,、huh? Tiara, lovey dovey, lovey dovey,、um, because I, <laughs> lovey dovey, <laughs> or however they pronounce it in that song. Like, yes, the, yeah, the, I, I think you got it right. The correct Korean pronunciation,、oh, lovey dovey. <laughs> <laughs> Practice real hard. I, I mean, that shuffle is not a unique move. I, I mean, even you can see it in other dances before Tiara's lovey dovey. But it does take a lot of inspiration from that sequence in terms of how they do one part of the shuffle and move on to the next. I think they were trying really hard to go for a worldwide cultural hit. Like you know, everything in K-pop, you've got to have the catchy song, you've got to have the eye-catching visuals,、mm. and you have to have the choreography that everyone can practice and redo themselves at home. And that's what this dance was. I really designed to do. I'm pretty sure. Oh yeah. So I, I think it achieves its goal. Like we'll probably see people covering it, just as、oh, people、sure. did with Tiara's Lovey Dovey. Like that would blew up in terms of the number of people covering and dancing to and that. And you、song. know what? I bet those light up shoes are gonna fly off the shelves. Did you see the live performance? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see more cover groups also. Dancing to that as well with those light up shoes. Same, same. I, I think that the choreo might have been my favorite part of the whole Mobile Land Bam experience because they did the shuffle, and you could also see they incorporated other modern, popular, viral dances in there, and it just made me want to jump up and join in. The first thing I thought was, "Ooh, this would be a good workout song. This is、yeah. good aerobic." Just like boom, boom. The only、Cardio. thing it, it, it's、yeah. missing a dab.、Uh, I, I mean, I love how it, the first one, boom, boom, had a dab, and it's like. Well, are people still dabbing in 2018? They are. If you're, you're Momo, they are. So that brings us to, I think, the,、uh, the elephant in the room here, <laughs> yeah, which is the similarities, especially in the audio,、mm-hmm. to their January hit, Boom Boom. Yeah, like we were just talking before the show that they're going safe, that they're just, just recreating. What propelled them into the new tier that they're at now, where everyone in Korea knows Momoland because Boom Boom was such a hit,、mm-hmm. and so just to make sure that they're captivating that same audience and making that same audience happy, they followed all the same formulas. I mean, it's the same. I think it's only like one to two beats per minute different. Like it's either <laughs> faster or slower. Like virtually、so、the same. So resident、tempo. DJ, ladies and gentlemen,、yeah. beats per minute. Very similar, if if not identical. Honestly, just leading up to recording this episode, I watched both of those videos, and now they are completely intertwined in my head, and I can't pick out. <laughs> if you asked me to like hum or sing one, I couldn't. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because I'll try to be listening to Bam in my head, and then. 
the and then boom boom yeah, we'll take it exactly exactly <laughs> and maybe that was by design maybe that that's so that you always like listen to them all together and you revisit everything and you have that mental loop that you're trying to close and you close it by listening to each of those songs sure sure maybe I don't know I'm I, I feel like betrayed here yeah I mean I think it's a troubling trend mm-hmm. that we see especially in K-pop these days mm-hmm. where you'll have a really talented group that comes out with a catchy hit banger clanger and then the next song that comes after it instead of like building on the success or evolving it all it just is a carbon copy of that first hit or even takes a step down in quality we saw that i mean a lot of us were a little disappointed with blackpink's do-do-do-do how it couldn't hold a candle to previous songs like boombaya I think looking back a little bit further, we were looking at Card and how they just put out the same Tropical House thing again and again, but didn't really live up to their earliest works. Mm-hmm. What do you think's going on there? Like, well, I, I'm pretty sure like they, Momoland's label just went to Shin um, Shadong Tiger, the producer. Oh, yeah? And they're just like, dude, just do what you did last time. Like, <laughs> dude. Because <laughs> like... <laughs> He and I think he really did try to the best of his ability to try to capture the essence of what he did with his first 22 Momoland. He sure song. did. He captured it with that good old fashioned copy paste. <laughs> he just like did, did the same thing. I don't think it was that much. I, I think he was trying to get really close to it, obviously. We've got some acoustic sampling in the instrumental loop at the very beginning with a percussion of BAM. Mm. And with Boom Boom, we had that guitar and saxophone sound. Mm, I, I don't know yeah, yeah, some sax, kind of but some brass, right? Yeah, and we have right. brass and, and bam, but yeah, the, I, I want to say the the use of the acoustic samples in Boom Boom was a lot more catchy than what I think we so got too. with Bam. And Bam feels a little cliche for its genre. I mean, not like removing Boom Boom from the picture, if I just heard Bam by itself without ever hearing Boom Boom, I would say that it's still a you know an overplayed song, an overplayed genre mm-hmm. outside of K-pop. I mean, we've heard this with other you know forms of pop. We've also heard it in the EDM community for you know yep. many years now. So oh yeah, it, that's why it didn't strike me as you know being particularly memorable. Yeah, same here. That whole genre is not really my style in the first place. I had high hopes just to hear Boom Boom version 2. Yeah. I was like, nope, not going into the playlist. Well, I, I still think it's a good song. That all said, like, okay, I'm going to play it at DJ sets for sure because it's got a catchy dance and mm. it's very easy to mix in and out of <laughs> just because it is like the same <laughs> GPM and same key and whatnot. Okay, so it's great from a DJ perspective because it sounds like every other song. Yeah, but I like I can see myself doing this at like anime conventions, even for oh, yeah, people who don't that. even know K-pop. Like yep. it, it works for that category for that crowd. True, true. And also had that rap break right in the bridge. Oh yeah, I almost forgot. <laughs> Yeah, I like the the rap break of Boom Boom just a little bit more. Yeah, Boom 
I cannot tell them apart for the life of me. Well, they were different, but I wouldn't say that they were uh, <laughs> that different. I mean, it was almost the same like number of beats even and same yep. number of lyrics. But yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of so much of the latest BAM. It, it just felt a little too sharp of a contrast. Boom Boom had a little bit better of a transition mm. from like the up-tempo beat and then boom, like, okay, we're going into like trap rap, you know, sort of feeling. That's true. And this one, you kind of had that, but it just felt a little more abrupt. But poor Shin Shidong Tiger, I, I swear, like he was looking at the formula that he created for the last one and he looked at the next one. He's like, okay, I'm going to try to do this. Right. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, if you were to judge just on viewership alone, it's already got <laughs> some traction, right? Who are these people? Well, it's okay, probably I mean, all. Well, I, I, I want to say it's probably South Korean listeners mostly yeah who are fans of the original momoland i'll just see fans uh probably (laughs) (laughs) i know you tell me is your people out there (laughs) jk jk Anyways, all jokes aside, it's about that time, y'all. Time to give our final scores. So, for the concept, one being lowest, five being highest, how would you rate BAM? I would give it, man, I would, I want to give it a two, but what really saves it for me is Ehebin, the way she dances. Like, she ain't got no booty, but the way she moves her hips, I, it, it catches my eye every time. Moves what? Okay. <laughs> okay, I, I did take a look at her because once you sent me her name to look up. And she does she does got some moves. I can see that. The way she moves her arms in like the wave formation. It's kinda like tentacles or like she's underwater. That's kind of a cool effect, I guess. Sure. If maybe that floats her boat. Yes, tentacles underwater, yeah. right. Um, but no, it, it's all their, her hips. That's what you gotta watch. Like that's oh. what really stands out in terms of her. Sorry, dancing. I must have blinked and missed them. Yeah. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> all good, all good. So I'm moving it from a two to a two point five. Again, thank you, Lee Bin. Let's see. For me, concept-wise, honestly, I used to get really angry about appropriation stuff. But if you spend time in Korea and talk to people, it's just that, like, the thought doesn't occur to them. Right. It's like, not coming from world... a place of malice or anything. It's just like, no, you know, unintentional. I can't be, yeah. I can't, like, roll up on them super angry for that. Like, if someone were in the office, in the design room, be like, hey, that's racist, then they wouldn't put this through. So, but see, we got to call them out for it, right? That's why we Yeah, it up yeah, here. which is yeah, what we're doing. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think this is the right way. With love. So, back to my score. I think for the concept, with all that said, I'm going to go with, I think, same as you, 2.5. Okay. I can tell that they, they, put, they put effort into it, but it's not that smart. Yeah. I liked Boom Boom better. What about the audio itself? One, one being the lowest, five being the highest. The audio, I'm just going to quote my tweet from K-pop chat earlier and say it is not my style. So, no thanks. Two, straight up. Okay, I didn't think it was that bad. Like, again, it's the, so same, bad. It's the same formula. 
but not original. It works. I think it really does work as a bop, like as like a up tempo song that you gotta play like mid set. It fulfills its purpose. And is it as good as Boom Boom? No, but Boom Boom was such a catchy hook that like that's such like one in a million to get something that catchy. So for me, it falls short of that, but it's still a great song. So it's a three. Okay, cool. All right. So all in all, was Momoland Bam Tabak or, or not? not. Oh, not from me. I, I definitely think it was Tabak. It's got a catchy dance. It's got a catchy song. Um, I do really like the dance, but it's not enough to save them from the depths of not land. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's still pretty Tupac, though. I think it's a good song. Like, it's something that I will play, and it is on my playlist for sure. Oh, great. I, it seems like there's millions, <laughs> legions of fans that agree with you. And I play so. it for them. So whenever I do yes. live events, I play it for them. All right. Be sure to join us for our weekly K-pop Twitter chats on Tuesdays at 12 p.m. Pacific time using the hashtag #KpopChat, led by our very own Supermatic. This week we talked about Momoland's comeback and asked if you thought it was Daybok or not. We heard from Danny Two Eyes, who said, "I was so excited for this one, but I see all they have done is replace the lyric boom boom with bam bam." <laughs> I like that. She should have done like bam bam with like two, two B's. B's. Yeah. Will I still listen to it over and over? Probably. But I still feel shortchanged. Yeah, she sums it up perfectly. That's exactly mm-hmm. how I feel. It, it's still good, but not as good as uh, Boom Boom. We also had another Twitter comment from Twitter user Boy with the Lips. Mm. But he's also what Will said, who mentioned a number of times previously. Same guy. And he said, It would be so easy to slate it for how similar it is to Boom Boom. But why fix it if it ain't broke? Plenty of acts do it. I will say I'm curious to see if it can repeat the viral sensation. Novelty may have worn off. Mm. I think for Westerner fans, it definitely has. Oh, yeah. For Koreans, maybe not, right? True. And as always, we asked everyone which comeback they're most looking forward to. Ask Me About K-Pop, the podcast, said, We have a confirmed Triple H comeback date, July 18th. Screaming and happy dancing. I'm not sure which host it was, but they also put in a gif of Triple H dancing. So I'm nice. really standing E-Dog lately. Ever since I've seen him in Pentagon mm. Shine, like, yes. he's really coming out strong. And I can see why they put him with Kenna. So I've got a lot of hope Charismatic. for this next one. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. July 18th. Here we go. So don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and tell your friends to listen to the K-pop cast and uh, to ch- be sure to check out other uh, K-pop podcasts. Our sign-off question is, we had Boom Boom and now Bam. What sound will they come up with next? <laughs> so I'm pretty sure it'll be Bop Bop Bop, you know, getting the three there and uh, another B, another hitting sounds of Bop. And you can find me at DJ Peter Lowe. And you can find me on Twitter at sparker2. And shoot, I ran out of time to think of something for this. But let's go with... Bam! No, they did that already. <laughs> Crap. Um, did you say bomb? I said bop, bop, bop. Okay, let's go with bomb. Make them whistle like a missile. Bomb, bomb. Because if they copied themselves, they're going to copy Blackpink next. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. 
Okay. Don't forget to tell us your answer by tweeting at us at the K-pop cast, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. All right. See ya. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh.